Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Craving some great 80s music. Play Virgin Radio 80s Plus. On DAB Digital Radio, on the app, on your smart speaker, and at virginradio80splus.co.uk. I got my mind Love Chris Evans. Woo! Love the 80s. The 80s. Virgin Radio. 80s Plus. On XSP's Vassal. He's the sensational stand up with a comedy Midas touch who, in his new show, claims he looks like Jamie Lang. Rob Beckett's Smart TV begins tomorrow at 9 pm on Sky Max and Now. So please welcome the marvellous Mouth of the South, who's on everybody's Beckett list. It's Rob Beckett. Hey, oh, yes, Rob. Thank you very much. How good was that? Loved it. Pretty impressive. So exciting seeing it live as well. Yeah. You hear it in the car, but just watching it, <laughs> watching the mouth move. It's really something up close. It's, it's, like it's going, some mouth, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. It's got a lot of Carly Simon about it. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's about the same aperture with the, with with the, the book. With the new book, yeah. yeah no, forget <laughs> it. It's Rob's interview, not yours, for heaven's sake. Uh, Rob Beckett's Smart TV begins tomorrow, 9pm, Sky Max, and now, brand new show. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Very it's a brand exciting. New, round of applause for a brand new show from the control room, please. Thank you. Brand new show. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks. Brand new show. Oh. Brand new show. <laughs> wow. Is that good? Look at that, yeah. Wow, they, they, you don't. I like you don't give a warning. So as soon as you say it, someone has to sprint to the soundproof door, whip it open, and then they the don't brand have new. To. They're gagging. They to. love it. That's They're fun, on though, permanent isn't it? standby. All right. So once again, here mm. we go. It's Rob and his funny pals being funny on TV. You've got to come up with a reason to get or an excuse to get on telly, and this mm. time it's telly itself, and then you're just funny. So who are your resident funnies, and who are some of your guest funnies? Right. So um, the basically, Sky said, "Do you want to do a panel show about telly?" I was like, "Yes, I love telly." Yes, please. It's a proper quiz, so you can play along at home as Uh well. And it's really funny. But normally, whenever they go, do you want to do a show? They went, we've got some ideas for team captains. That's normally when I tap out. Um, But they absolutely nailed it. They went, it's Josh Widdicombe, who I do Parenting Hell with, the podcast. And you love. Who I love. Good friend of mine. Been doing comedy with him 15 years. And then Alison Hammond, Hammond. who I love. And everyone, she's unbelievable. So do I. I love Alison Hammond. I've only met her once, but I... Well, maybe twice. There was one particularly memorable meeting at a pub a James Blunt's pub listen to this clang 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 oh, clang, wow. clang. Look at this. a James Blunt's pub for a Christmas lunch and she was amazing just to be in her orbit oh. I, I was I was and I, you know what I'm like I've got loads of energy anyway yeah. but I was I was more energised than usual just by being near her yeah do you know what I mean she pumps you up oh big she, time and she smells amazing yeah she does she always there's no incredible. better smelling person in show business than Alison Hammond I don't know if it's right to say that or not it's just a fact no she smells great no, I think if you if you publicly said she smelled awful, yeah. then that would be bad. Yeah, and you think, <laughs> but oh, I think if it's a good smell, I think that's fine. And isn't also, it? you she stinks. Yeah. <laughs> 
but good stink. <laughs> yeah, great stink. Um, but yeah, no, she's she's amazing. And uh, the the best thing about panel shows is the dynamic. Yeah. And Josh is obsessed by TV, a bit of a TV nerd. He wrote a book about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so he's desperate to win the quiz and mm. stuff like that. And Alison doesn't really care that much, but she really wants to make sure that Josh doesn't win. Yeah. More and than win. And also she does know a lot about telly. Like, well, she's on she it all. She doesn't write books about it or give interviews about the fact they've written books well, about it. Well, she's too busy being on the telly. I know. And in the first episode, which I saw last night, uh, Josh says, hang on a minute. This isn't fair because it's basically this is a quiz show about telly and Alison's on all the programmes all the time. Yeah. So not only does she know about them, she works on them all yeah, the time. Yeah, we did have a bake-off round that she was answering <laughs> questions on, which felt unfair. And Big Brother. And Big Brother. Yeah, but it's hard to find a show she hasn't done. Strictly, mean. she's done that. The Jungle, we're running out this morning. She's all over it. But no, it's, it's brilliant. We had David Tennant on as well, David Morrissey from The Walking Dead, yeah. Kush Jumbo. So all these proper like big actors. And, you know, Richard Awadi, Ramesh, John Richardson were all on as well. So it's like a real mix. But what I found is I thought the actors might be a bit serious, but they, they see it as an opportunity just to go wild. David Tennant fun, man. is off his nut. Yeah, I, I, saw, I saw David Tennant in the street of the day with his wife. Yeah. And he... he God, where he, do you live? It's like Stella Street. You're all well, rubbing the, shoulders with all the famous people. Well, it was uh, Regent Street. Oh, well, he was yeah, shopping. Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and what was great about him was that he, he was trying to... And I know David, so I can say this. He was try, I think he was trying to not look like David Tennant... But the thing was, he really looked like David Tennant not trying to look like David Tennant. Right. Do you know what I mean by yeah. that? So I've seen Alan Carr in the street <laughs> and he cannot, he, he tries his best to keep a low profile. Big scarf, hat. Yeah, he wears a scarf, be. but you can still see his mouth through the scarf yeah. with Alan Carr. Oh so yeah, gosh. no chance for Tennant. Well, great lineup. Well done, congratulations. Yeah, no, it's, it's yeah, Nicola Coughlin's on it as well, Derry Girls. So it's, oh, uh, you've got the people. You've the got guests. the stuff, you've got the laughs, you've got the bants. Of course you have. Um, did you, I mean, did you pick on your favourite TV shows? Because I know that um, yeah. uh, No Lighty, No Likey uh, features a lot on episode one. Do you, yes. did, you, did you cherry pick those? So um, with the buzz arounds for yeah. the, for the teams we we pick famous sort of quotes from shows and right. I did the impression of them which was quite fun yeah. so that that makes an appearance in that one but um yeah no we we, we picked um there's a great round where TV showdown round where we get somebody's an expert on a show to yeah. go up against a whole other team that's great man and so they were doing it on their desk but I thought it's actually they were winning a lot because obviously they're obsessed by that show and yeah, yeah. the other team even though there's three of them may not know as much but then I said well why don't we just make it more stressful because we can't give them more knowledge so we just put them really close to each other like face to face a boxing stare down and uh, they, they just lose their head so it's amazing so we get them and they're all like on a bench like they're you know the back of a back of a bus all sat squashed in face to face and it's so funny watching someone crumble yeah because they're, because they're tense aren't they yeah and the other, the other person's like really chilled and the more chilled you are the more things come to you because you have all this extra capacity yeah. you're at ease you're in the moment you all have all your powers available to you yeah, it's like the equivalent of doing a pub quiz but having to answer the questions in the urinal an inch from someone's nose <laughs> when you turn by right. the way that's got to happen. Yeah, that's the next. That's the next series. <laughs> that's the final. That's the new <laughs> yeah. final for Smart TV. Oh, I love the final bit of the Rhinos yeah. bit. Yeah, excellent. Um, Rob is so cool, man. Uh, how many do you record at a time? So we do we're doing one a sh- one one a day. All oh, right. But then because we our schedules are a bit tight because it was sort um we did do two in a day, which I do think was too many. Right. <laughs> By the end of it, I was just like, I didn't know where I, I know. was. And you don't know whether you're being funny or not being funny, or you just want to get it over with because you exactly. you want to you want to. It's like when a football match goes to extra time and somebody won in the 105th minute last night of normal time. Mm. Who was that? Somebody, one of the matches was decided in the 105th minute, but not because it was the 15th minute of extra time, because it was the 105th minute of oh, normal really? time. Yeah. yeah, I know Newcastle beat Blackburn, didn't they, on penalties? On penalties. That would have been, uh, that would have been Leicester at Bournemouth. That's what it was. Right, yeah. 
I, I didn't know until last night, until the Newcastle yeah. match, yeah. that there are no replays from the fourth round of the FA Cup. Did you know that? I did not. No, I did not. So that's why all the show, all, all the shows, um, all the games go to penalties now. Right, I didn't know that because it's too busy. Yeah. The fixture. I don't want to start. You know, don't veer don't into talk sport. Yeah, but it's too busy. The fixture. Says list. the Arsenal fan. Yeah. Oh, by the way, how's it going this year? Yeah, we, well, I don't think we'll win the league, but we're doing well. <laughs> but we, I, 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 about a month ago, yes. I was like, we need a striker. We keep losing because we haven't got a striker, and they've scored twenty-five goals in five games. Yeah. So I feel like I should stop having opinions. And Erling Haaland scored twenty-five. Goes in one game last night, yeah, or oh, nearly. Just anyway. after we said he'd machine. Score. Yeah. Rob Beckett Smart TV begins tomorrow, nine PM, Sky Max. And now, um, did it? Did you feel more comfortable as the recording of a brand new show went yeah. on from from episode to episode? What did you learn about your own new show? So we we did a like a pilot of it and loads of run throughs in the office, yeah. which, which really helps. They're, they're fun. Can I nerd out on this? Go on. Uh, so what what made, what did you what did you drop from the pilot? What did you say do more of as a result of the pilot? So the, the actual the buttons round, the buzzers round came yeah. from the run-throughs because they didn't have buzzers, so I just started improvising. You know, like yeah. you know, funny lines from shows that are in your head, but you don't realise they're in your head until someone else says them. Yes. So, you know, in EastEnders with Cat Slater, and he goes, she goes, you ain't my mother. Yes, I am. That <laughs> burnt into my head from years ago. So that came from it. And then also the TV showdown round where they go head-to-head up. We made them literally go head to head. That was an idea that come from the run throughs because they kept on winning. So it was like, we need to make this more stressful. And so. what happened? What what did you lose? What didn't work? What didn't fly? Oh, there was one thing about there's a props round where you guess the <laughs> you guess the props right, yes. and then we was trying to work out a way to have the the props. There's five props from a TV show. You have to guess what show it's from from the props. Okay, right. So I was working it out. Sometimes it's too easy. Sometimes it's too hard. But they're trying to work out a funny way to get the props into the studio. So at one point in the run throughs, there was a guy in a green morph suit that was going to be was like, oh, we'll edit him out. You know, so it looked like it was floating in. Nice, and it. Basically, the guy has quite thin trousers on. The morph suit was tight. It was very distracting from right. the downstairs region. And oh. the poor fella, and it, he did it a few times. And like normally, you have ideas on a show. Maybe yeah. this, maybe that. Everyone went. We can't do that. Yeah. That is insane. Was so he that, that got No, I, in a way, I think he was relieved. <laughs> I don't think he really wanted that gig. I think it was one of those sort of late night, oh, why don't we just do this kind of things? But that didn't make it. Your hair, yeah. I've only seen episode one, but your hair looked amazing. Did it? Yeah, yeah. You oh, did, thank you. Did you put some highlights in? It was a bit thicker no. than it has been recently. So, well, no, so I, um, I've been, well, I was, I was wearing it forward like a French crop and everyone gave me loads of grief. So I went back to the side part. Right. Um, but no, I'd come back from holiday when I filmed that. Well, so it was I noticeable. Looked, yeah, so I, basically my hair, people accuse me of dyeing my hair because in the summer it's light and in the winter it's dark. Right. Well, if I was dyeing it, I'd do it all year, wouldn't I? That's obviously the sun bleaching it. So I, I the sun bleaches it. I wouldn't worry about what um, they're saying. But, um, yeah, it's, um, it does. I look good because I've just you come off holiday. You know that? Man. I nailed it. I got him back on the Saturday and then we started filming on the Sunday. And you know, after holiday, you feel yourself for about four days. Mm-hmm. Luckily for me, I filled the whole series in those days. Nice. So I was just like, this is unbelievable. I've, lu- I've lucked out here. It sounds like you might be getting the hang of this. And What's that? The, the whole thing. And then this philosophy extends to your brand new live tour, Giraffe, because you, you're saying for the first time ever, you love going on tour anyway. It's your favourite thing. Yes. It would fill a lot of people with absolute dread. 
dread. It would make them feel... Some people do throw up just before they go on stage. They're mm. so nervous. Once they're on stage, they're fine. But you love being on stage. However, you said, you think you might have nailed the organisation of this tour not better than ever before, just for the first time ever. Yes. Because you built it around your life and you go, oh, you can do this without running out of everything in the process. Yes. Yeah, so basically when you start in comedy, you sort of on the open mic circuit and then you get off of this, you get off of that. It's sort of like a runaway train. Yes. And you're just clinging on, yes. trying to get as much experience, <laughs> get the right gigs, get a bit of money in, you pay you, and it is, man, and then you're, Anything. You, then you have kids, you know, oh my God, so now you're holding on to your wife and your kids on the train. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's madness. And then it's sort of like, and I wrote about it in my book, we spoke about it before, but when lockdown came, my biggest fear was, you know, all my work going and it did go, but then actually it all worked out in the end. Mm. And with this tour, it's the first tour that I've written without sort of fear and worry that I'm going to be found out from imposter syndrome or that, you know, with the poverty mindset, it's all going to get turned off. Everyone's going, right, no, come back to the market. You used to work at the flower market, back to the market. You've had your little, you know, time away and all that. But now I'm sort of in a place where my my self-worth isn't wrapped up in me as a comedian. Yeah. Me as a comedian is a different thing I go and do the same way as me as a father-side footballer on a Sunday when I play is a different thing I do. It's just a part of me, but not all of me. Before, everything was wrapped up in my performance. So if it went well, I was king of the world. If it went bad, I was a complete loser. Yeah. That's gone now. Now, I work hard, I write jokes, I go out and I tell them, and I look forward to it, and I love it. And the way it will go is the way it will go. And... At the moment, it's going well. So I'm just going to keep doing that and not overthinking it. But it's all planned out. I've got the school holidays off with the kids, booked holidays with the families, and I said to the promoters, you can have the rest of the dates. And that is why we're stretched to 2026. It's a big, big old tour. It's called Giraffe, robbeckettcomedy.com. Get yourself some tickets. I'm going all over the gaff in all the best theatres in the country. I I love doing theatres. They're they're so magical. And uh, and, uh, I just feel so lucky I can go up to the middle of nowhere or I can go to big cities up north where I've never never went to as a kid and sell it out. So it's it's amazing. I've got all the dates in front of me. It's very impressive. It's pretty cool. It's like Taylor Swift. (laughs) Um, November, December, January and next year uh, all over the country as you say and you've stolen Vasis' fun fact which was uh, you're the first person to come on promoting something in 2026 yeah no but no one has come in this studio yet as until you now really who's still got who's got dates already in 20 london palladium 2026 yeah. wow how yeah. cool is that man yeah, no, it's unbelievable i can't believe that's it, also really. a, a vote for yourself that because you, you know you're looking towards you know that whatever happens this christmas next christmas um you know summer holidays what goes on with the family adventures hopefully not disasters but you never know yeah and then um you, you start in september we, we know that real the real year is september to september it's not really january to december especially if you're a parent yeah and you've got two of those and all two of all those going on and then yeah but you know you're heading towards the palladium that gives you a little bit of security doesn't it a little bit of a vector a little bit of an idea because of where you're going a, a direction doesn't matter in the end whether you get there or not but it's it's great there's that lovely phrase if you don't know where you're heading any road will take you there and that's not a place you want to be no, it, it's, it's, I, I like having a sort of lot of short-term goals, long-term goals, and yeah. knowing I've got that. But I, stand-up is my like one true love when it comes to anything in entertainment. Yeah. I love doing podcasts and telly and all that, but stand-up's the thing I fell in love with. That's the thing I love doing most. And all I've ever wanted to do was do it in theatres. So, so why rush it and try and get it all in and out of the way? All that's done. What? No, this is what I want to do. I, I, you know, I'd happily, you know, if if comedy was a theatre at the end of my road at eleven a.m., I'd gig every day. 
Yeah. That's it's only the travel, but because I've spread it out, I'll be going to all these venues refreshed and ready and excited. Yeah. Not like, oh God, I've got another one. So. And all the better for it. And you have been tied on tour before, as I've been tied on the telly and tied on the radio. Of course. And that's not a great position to put yourself in. But if you can if you can sort of carry it off then, yeah. when you really do look after yourself and you give yourself the right kind of self-care that you deserve. All the better for it. The audience, in, in you know, they love you, and they're going to absolutely adore you this time around. Yeah, no, I, I, I can't wait, and I love, I love being able to. When you are refreshed and you're excited about it's it, you, you're more in the moment during the show. So I can chat to them and I talk to the audience. That's yeah. why I'm doing theatres rather than arenas. You can connect with them, you can talk to them, and then the show becomes about them. And then, and then there'll be jokes that happen that will never happen ever again. Yeah. And that's the magic of comedy, where if you get too busy, you just write a script and churn it out every night. Yeah. You're basically doing a one man play, mm-hmm. and that's not what I think comedy yeah, is it's I about connecting with, with people in a room and be, take your jokes but just being as funny as possible whatever yeah. whatever way that is and if is. it's any good that's fine but if you're tired you'll do well to remember what you've written and try not to phone it in and try not to 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 sort of um, to to not have one over on the audience sort of shortchange the audience no exactly and also I think when you get you get I'm in a very privileged position now yes. where I've got lots of security from my work and my podcast and I'm very lucky to have that happy family life and things like that and things and so I, I want to go in there and connect with them and enjoy it and not just sort of rush through yeah, it exactly. you know I mean you know in a way it's called giraffe the yeah. tour but it could be called smell the roses but that's not very funny but you could call it <laughs> smell the audience because well, you're taking time to smell the audience well, exactly that's what it is well yeah and I, well it's, it's called giraffe because my kids love giraffes yeah. and also if you're trying to sell something you need something that's like you need to create something that people like a, a logo or yeah. a brand but like what's more famous than giraffes uh, Do you know I mean everyone know. knows what a giraffe is will there be a, a giraffe funny image. on set or? no so basically I just wanted to f- I thought it'd be funny to have a long neck in the poster mm. and then I added hooves for a laugh but mm. I thought I'd take them off because it's mental to have hooves on the poster but when I was I was in Petri Express with the kids and they saw the final poster and said where, where are the hooves gone and I was like oh we're not having hooves and they started getting like oh what we wanted hooves and they started yeah. kicking off and I'd had like two glasses of red wine I was like oh do you know what just stick hooves on it so I am looking at a picture of me with hooves now for the next three years. Well, but... I think that's fair enough because you've got to keep the kids happy. Well, exactly. And who cares? It's only a poster, isn't it? <laughs> it's just got to have my face and name on it. This whole thing about you loving being on stage. Yeah. You know, some people can't think of anything worse. They dry up when they've got to speak in public, if yeah. it's a best man speech or if they've got to say something at work in a meeting. And some people who are... And a lot of people who don't know about this don't believe it. A lot of people who are paid to be on stage can't stand it. Yeah, they can't stand being on stage, but it's what they have. They know they have to do as part of their job, and they still go through it. And it's some kind of really weird sort of um, uh, masochistic kind of thing they put themselves through, and they don't need to, and they shouldn't really. But you're the opposite. That Gary Barlow's like you are. Gary Barlow just loves being on stage. If he's behind a piano in front of a hundred thousand people in Hyde Park, which I've seen him do, yeah, he couldn't be more comfortable if he was sitting at home in his favourite armchair watching his favourite Netflix box set. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't get that sort. Of, I get excitement about going out, but I just think there's. There's like 2,000 people here that have paid money and they want to laugh. They're, they've already signed up. Do you know what I mean? They're half in. They've got, they've got laughter in their tanks. Yeah, and they're going, right, I've been looking forward we're to this. We're full. We're full of laughter. Exactly. So I go out get and get it out. out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. You know, I'm more comfortable doing, you know, I love being at home with the kids and stuff like that. And that's, you know, on the sofa watching Gladiators is my happy place, how right? Good is, how good is the new oh, Gladiators? It's so good. So be 
did on the so we we make little you know the the, the another one bites the dust yeah, hands. Course, we make yeah. little craft hands and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So that is my happy place indoors with the kids takeaway and the football on and Lou and the kids. That is my happy place. Second to that, I want to be there. Is by on, the way. Oh, it's great. And then oh. on stage is second. I'd rather be on stage doing a, an arena. Um, I feel more comfortable yeah. or more relaxed doing a theatre or arena than going to a wedding of someone I don't know that well. Yeah, no, I'm, that yeah. I found more stressful and more overwhelming. Yeah, I, I love, I love, I love being with my fam. I love being at home. I love looking after myself and exercising. And I love, love, love being on the radio. Yeah. I love being on the radio so much that I don't really want to do other things nowadays because it will take away from the, any energy that I can bring here. And I want to bring all my energy here. Like yeah. you want to put all your energy on the stage. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why I've sort of trimmed down all the other stuff. And then it's great, isn't it, Rob? Yeah, it's brilliant. I'm, I'm just very, very lucky and privileged to be in this position. You're in a good place, my Looking friend. forward to it. We are done for time. Anything else you want to say while you're here? Um, no, not really. No, that's me done. Uh, watch Smart TV tomorrow night, nine o'clock, Sky Max, and buy tickets to Giraffe. Or, or more, not buy more than one. If five. <laughs> if you're in, if you're in, if you're in Dare Reading, you buy a whole theatre yeah. for? Go on, robbeckett.comedy.com. If yeah. you're in Reading, yes. right, and you're and you're at a loose end, yeah, in early June, yeah, 2025, yeah, yeah, say, yeah. Let's say Saturday the seventh yeah. of June, 2025, and you think oh, Rob's quite. Far. I can't, I'll buy tickets to Rob. Yeah, to fill that little hole in my you diary in eighteen you months' can't time. Because you can't because you've already sold, sold out. Oh yes, one of the sold on. out ones. Also, I'd say it is in 2026, but, you know, the price of the tickets, I think, decent price, about 35, <laughs> which is very competitive. But what I'd say, with the way inflation's going, you could be on for a bargain. Eh? Well, you, you could be, be on for a profit. By 2026. You for a, <laughs> yeah. If you flip them. <laughs> yeah, so if you think about flipping, if you think about buying a Rob Beckett ticket as an investment, yeah, then you're looking like at... an NFT. Thursday, but the don't, What I'd say is I'm, February. I'm, I'm announcing some more dates as well, so don't buy them off Touts or that terrible place that overcharges. And there's more Tats. Tats, yeah. Tats. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Uh, Brighton. No, I like it. Thursday, the 5th of February, Brighton, uh, the Dome. Uh, by the way, lots of Brighton fans very worried about tonight's game because Brighton are playing uh, Wolves in the FA Cup away and uh, they've got lots of injuries. Yeah, buy a couple of tickets just in case you lose. Br- Brighton and Wolves, two teams doing unbelievably well in the Premier League. So they're Brighton, definitely not- Brighton are 7th. Yeah, I know, it's bad. And Wolves are 8th. I mean, it's it's really... Isn't it, it fun, Chelsea yeah. and Man United being rubbish? Yeah. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> it fun? Yeah. Do you know what? <laughs> you're, it's fun, isn't it? You're, you're, you're such a typical Arsenal fan because yeah. you're two points behind Liverpool and you're like, yeah, we ain't going to win the league. Well, <laughs> it's just Man City, like, they're just... They're, they're Are you just, more fearful of Man City than Liverpool? Yeah, because of their injuries. I think if Liverpool had a full squad, but with the Klopp leaving effect, that could push them over. But I do think... Um, yeah, I don't know. Did I can't you, see Arsenal doing Sunday's game. Oh, it was amazing. It was brilliant, wasn't it? I just don't know. I just such I a great game. They just sort of crumbled in the extra time. They Chelsea. disappeared. Yeah, they literally disappeared. Not good. And do you know that, that even though Klopp brought on those three teenagers with yeah. eighty-six minutes gone, four minutes to go in, yeah. in normal time, do you know that even when he brought those teenagers on, the average age of the Chelsea team was younger than the average age of the Liverpool team? Was it? It's just that they had more mid twenty stars on their team, so they had more senior players on their team, but they were younger senior players yeah. than Liverpool. And I think that Liverpool's average age was twenty-four, even with the three teenagers on. And I think that um, Chelsea's was twenty-three. You can't beat that that self self belief and team, which Chelsea well, haven't fun, got. If you play with joy, if you go on stage mm, with joy, yes. if you come on the radio with joy, it's a, it's a superpower because it's super fuel. 
Yes. And if you're playing against someone like that or you're going on with that in your tanks, then you're going to be fine. Well, Va- Van Dyke looked unbeatable. Yeah. He looked like he was like a, an Avenger in the middle of and the pitch really compared calm. to everyone else. Yeah. He was really emphatic, forceful, energetic, inspirational, but overtly calm. More calm mm. than he usually is. Yes. <laughs> he He's a very calm dude. Yeah. He's well, from the Lowlands. Yeah, he'll be very calm when he signs for Real Madrid when Klopp leaves, fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> That's the plan. Did you see the um, headline on the back of the sun on Monday because no. of the kids coming on? Kindergarten Klopp. Oh, love Come it. Come on. Well, I love the, the billion pound bottle jobs from Neville oh, was good as that well. Was that was great. great. What lines. Look yeah, at that. It was all good. Poetry and football. All good. More football on TalkSport and TalkSport to you tonight. FA Cup action, Vassos. Yeah, FA Cup tonight. It's at Chelsea Leeds, a repeat of that 1970 oh, final God. where 28 million people watched Basically, two teams who should have got sent off, all of them. Uh, Forest Man United, Wolves Brighton and Liverpool Southampton. All right, TalkSport and TalkSport 2 tonight. Uninterrupted coverage of two of those games. You've got to go to TalkSport now. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going into TalkSport now. Is all that right? right? I feel yeah. like I'm done, but no, cheating on fine. you. fine. Don't worry about Sorry. that. Cause, because the guy who's been on TalkSport as their guest between 8.30 and 9, Charlie P. Brooks, is coming here. I want to go in there and talk about music. So it's two for one. <laughs> when you go, you can yeah. talk about music yeah, on yeah. TalkSport this morning because they've just released their brand new... Cheltenham Trail because TalkSport's never more TalkSport than on two occasions one when they go to the Ryder Cup because they always go to the Ryder Cup and also they always go to Cheltenham yes and they brought they they have done another country song a two minute song as their trailer for Cheltenham oh I want to hear that some people don't like it some other people think it's Do you hilarious. Know what I think sort of like that, that the Woolpackers song. Remember that from Emmerdale? Yeah. Hillbilly Rock, Hillbilly Roll. That's a classic. <laughs> right, you got to go, otherwise right, we're going to get in trouble. Right, bye. All right, thank you so much. Well done, Rob. Bye, everyone. Great to see you, man. Cheers. Have a great everything. Have a great show. All right, pal. Cheers. Bye, Rob. Bye, cheers. Love music? Love interviews with lovely musicians? Search Virgin Radio UK on YouTube to find brilliant album specials with some of the shiniest lights on our playlist, including George Ezra. This is going to be something I remember. And that's a really lovely thing. I don't think I was able to do that in the past. And James Bay. Don't you agree that everybody needs someone when they feel alone? Watch all that and more at youtube.com slash virginradiouk. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ah, next guest is the racing columnist who also knows his way to the winner's enclosure of kids' books. His latest book, Sammy and the Extra Hot Chili Powder, is out now. So please welcome, he's got the looks, he's got the books, he's Charlie Charlie P. Brooks! (laughs) Nice one! Morning, Charlie. Good morning. It's amazing to be here. And actually, slightly surreal, because pretty well most mornings I get my energy and a spring in my step from listening to you three. So to be sitting in here with you is kind of bonkers. I might just instantaneously combust. Thank you. He's a confirmed convert, Mm. is what he's... You also gave us a plug in the paper, didn't you? Yes, I did. Thank you. In the Telegraph, nonetheless. Yes, I know. Shocking. Excellent. Thank you so much. All right, well, it's time to return the favour. Sammy and the Extra Hot Chilli Powder by Charlie P. Brooks, illustrated by Steve May. It's a great book. Sammy is the rescue dog, the 
sort of semi-posh rescue dog. Harry is the first owner of Sammy. And then we get on to Beanie. Then we get to Beanie's mum. Um, who is Harry? How did Sammy come about? And what do they get up to, Charlie? So, um... I was thinking of an idea for a book, and, and we have a friend who can talk to animals via telepathy. Mm-hmm. And I thought that would be a great children's book to to, to write a book through the through the voice of a, of a dog. And we've got the most fabulous dog at home that sleeps on our bed and does all the things a dog's not meant to do. And I thought, well, combine the two uh, and and turn her into a border sniffer patrol dog, and you could have a bit of fun. So, Mum hails from Primrose Hill. Sammy's mum hails from Primrose Hill. Yeah, doggy mum. Yeah, and doggy mum. And Sammy's doggy mum, with the way Sammy came about and her two sisters, uh, was that um, Sammy's mum went for a little walk, absent without leave, around the Regent's Park area, met a dog, not so highfalutin, a man man dog. Yeah, a pretty rough set of poo. Well, sorry, pretty rough Irish set of... Yeah, and then something happened. Well, you know, what happened happened. They they had puppies. Yeah, she woke up with these puppies. And they they had to get rid of the evidence as soon as possible. So what what happened to the litter? So Harry, who's a sort of um, ex-soldier, probably Afghanistan, um, has always worked with dogs, decided he wanted to go for a slightly unusual dog to, to train up as a sniffer dog. So basically takes over Sammy and and trains her and you go through all the training, which is fun. And you get into how dogs are basically like the opposite to humans. So when humans think something's a really disgusting smell, (laughs) dogs think it's fabulous. Yeah, so do kids. And that's why kids are going to love the book. Exactly. And dogs do certain things. So when dogs say hello, they sniff your bottom. Yeah. Um, They don't (laughs) shake hands and peck you on the cheek and say, nice to see you when they really don't mean it. They just have a good old sniff and they know who you are. And five-year-old twins, human twins, also smell you at the bottom because they think it's funny to act like a dog. That's what happens (laughs) when you come to our house. Um, And so Sammy didn't know that she was being trained for, airport security she thought she was just had one of the greatest owners imaginable exactly she she thought she was just playing and and as a result of writing this book i did quite a lot of research on sniffer dogs and that is basically how they train sniffer dogs it's it's a game and every time they get it right they get a biscuit so they get it right again and then they they learn to smell out either cash or explosives or whatever they're trained to to smell they're also incredible medical dogs that can smell cancer yeah so an incredibly quick and cheap way to detect cancer is just train a dog and they'll tell you straight away. So we had a lady on the show who can also smell cancer and she's working and she smelt the cancer in her husband and she diagnosed it and she now works with Royal College of um, the Medical Royal College and she's been able to, she's been proven to be able to smell Parkinson's and other diseases and other humans have an amazing sense of smell but I wonder how close are human with the best sense of smell is to the dog with the worst sense of smell and I bet they're still miles apart. Miles apart. The dog will be way better. Yeah. And of course if you spent tens of millions of pounds inventing a machine that could smell as well as a dog, everyone would go, yes, we must have those machines. But because it's a dog people automatically think, well that's not medicine, that's not science. But of course it is. It's really advanced biology. Well I remember at LAX Airport a couple of summers ago and they'd replaced all the machines all the AI with sniffer dogs and you didn't have to take any of your laptops or your screens out of your bags because the sniffer dogs dogs had it sorted and I said this is mate so much quicker and apparently like a million times more reliable absolutely we should be training out more sniffer dogs and 
then the next time we have a pandemic, you know, we can just all walk past dogs instead of spending a fortune on tests. Yeah, yeah. Just get the dog to do Billions and billions and yeah. billions of pounds. Uh, so we fall in love with Sammy. Sammy falls in love with Harry and then um, reluctantly gets taken to Heathrow Airport because she didn't know she was being secretly trained to be a security dog. And then there are all these different smells for different things. And in the first few weeks, because she's a mongrel and she says, no, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sort of super duper highfalutin hybrid. And the other dogs go, no, you're a mongrel and we want nothing to do with you. Yeah, you're not joining our gang. Yeah. But she's, she just happens to have an amazing Nose. And 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 they, you know in children's books there should be some good messages for children. Yeah. And I, I hope the message that comes out of that is don't exclude other children from your group. Yeah. It's it's mean. It's don't not judge nice. A book by its cover. Well, exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, and so Sammy has to sort of push through being slightly excluded from a group. Uh, so I hope when children read this, they'll think, oh, yeah, that wasn't a very nice thing to do. And they are trained, these sniff dogs are trained to smell different things because things have smells. Money has a certain smell. There are dogs um, who are taught to smell money. And one dog can be taught to smell many different things. And this is all true. Absolutely. If you if you go on YouTube, you see all sorts of videos of dogs that can sniff certain things. Right. So, um, so money. Money, drugs. explosives, drugs. Uh, probably food. You can't just bring animals and food in, yeah. you know, because that's dangerous because you bring in disease. Frogs. Frogs, exactly. <laughs> Frogs you've make read, it. You've read the Frogs book, make it into somebody's undercrackers, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> Gold. Gold, absolutely. Gold smells of cheddar, according to Sammy. Now, you do actually break down what certain things smell of, and I thought, oh, this is clever. How do we know that the diamond smell of cheese or whatever um, without being able to talk to a dog. And I think I thought, how good is Charlie's friend who can communicate with animals via telepathy? But you just made all that stuff up. I did, yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm I so sad because I'd read it all and I was like, oh, this is amazing. Like explosives smell very bitter and watches smell of gold, but then cash smells of mint. I was going, oh, well, he must have done loads of research. This is so interesting. But you just told <laughs> me it's they must smell something, but we just don't know what they exactly. are. Exactly. So you can't really say it's wrong, can you? Because no. we don't know. But the way we teach um, dogs is so, so money, we know money smells of something that dogs recognise because if we give dogs money to smell, the kind of same kind of money we're trying to get them to detect, they will detect it, but they just can't tell us what it smells of. Exactly. And what they're actually smelling with money <laughs> is crying. the ink. Oh, it's okay. the ink on, right. the, on the banknotes that they smell. Okay. So, so um, Sammy does uh, amazingly well, um, much to the chagrin of these other dogs that aren't hybrids uh, and have been in the security forces for years. And you sort of think that someone would talk a bit like that because you personify them so well. Um, and then something happens with some chilli powder and she has to be semi-retired. Yes, exactly. So how far do you want to go with what we talk about in the story? I think this is OK. We're not, we're no spoiler alert here. Oh, okay. she, she has to retire to Bloomington, yeah. which is a thinly de, um, disguised. disguised village somewhere. <laughs> where you live. Quite close where <laughs> I live. Stick with what you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, where she meets Robin, who's her new dog best friend, right. and Beanie, who's her new human best friend. Mm. Um, and then they get up to stuff. But then she has to be drafted back in uh, for a big diamond heist. And I think that's where we sort of pause the All story. All right, via a surprise helicopter visit around the village. Because she's so in demand, it's so urgent. They have to send exactly. out a government they, helicopter yep, for her. They suddenly realise, so call for Sammy, call for Sammy. <laughs> this is Paw Patrol 3.0. Yeah, next level. Oh, my goodness. Um, now, Be so Beanie and her mum, are they... 
are they? Do they have a relationship with security forces, and they will foster dogs if something happens to them? Then? No, but, uh, Mrs. Brown, being his mum, was uh, a friend of Harry's. Right. And Harry's been told, "You can't keep Sammy. You've got a job to do. You're too busy. Yeah. She'll have to go to Sammy's some." Smell is out of order. Temporarily yeah, out yeah. of order. Sammy's smell is completely down. Right. So Harry goes, "No way am I just letting anyone have Sammy." So he says to Mrs. Brown, "You will just look after Sammy for." A, couple of days won't you which of yeah. course turns into ever and then harry ends up coming to stay as well yeah it's all cool and, and then you get the different characters in the village and there's this the odd sort of um uh no it's not not exactly crimes but she sammy can't help herself and that's how she realized she's getting her smell back exactly and and the sort of characters in the village are are the sort of characters you get in every village in England. You know, there's a particularly slight... Yours. <laughs> particularly ours. Um, one of my favourite characters oh, is, is Farmer Gerald, right. who I may have borrowed from Clarkson's Farm. Yeah. Uh, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Names may have been changed. All these characters are fictitious, or are they? Completely, da, da, da. <laughs> completely. Oh, marvelous, marvelous, marvelous. Um, you, you, uh, you love your dogs, Fasos. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you just recently lost your one of your doggies, didn't lost you? Lost our Holly. We still have our Bella, who joins us at running club, um, and our Mary. Do you, want, do you want Mary's review now? Because our Mary, who's nine years old, she reviews the books on this show. Oh, she does not it. pull her punches, our Mary. Careful. She won't do it now. Uh, if I don't pay her the two pounds, which I think is a little unfair because she does get loads of free books to read. <laughs> but, you know, I started and so on, I have to continue. And um, here's the thing, Charlie. I'm yeah. nervous. She does it like it is. You should be nervous. You know how Clarkson can kill off a car? Absolutely. In a paragraph. Mary's the same this, My career could be about to right, end now. Mary could be finishing yeah. my career. We'll give you the choice. We don't have to play it. So yes, don't no, play it. Go on. OK, he's going for it. And here's Mary with her review of Sammy and the Extra Hot Chilli Powder. Sammy and the Extra Hot Chilli Powder is really funny and really sweet and really exciting. I love Sammy. He makes me smile. Also, I've always wanted to read a book told by a dog. And I thought I was going to have to write one. So I'm pleased, because I am very busy. Happy with that? Oh, that's lovely. I love the fact it's first-person dog. Well, it's fun, isn't it? It's and great, it's fun, man. And it, it's fun sort of thinking, how would a dog write? How would a dog think? And, of course, dogs are smarter than humans in so many ways. Not us. Um, <laughs> well, not well, Labrador. But Vassals, no, that's if, their ultimate trick, though, isn't it? Yeah, Vassal, if you need a new dog, I know this week there are six dogs coming back from Somalia that have been sniffing mines out there. Is that a fact? And they're going to be retired. And, of course, they need homes. It's what really, kind of dogs are they? I think they're Malinos, Malinois, Malinois. Oh, we would love another dog. Oh, I mean, these dogs are incredible, Chris. And, of course, they need homes because you know, their career comes to an end. Normally, their handlers will, will give them a home, but that's not always possible. Same with police um, dogs, isn't and, it? And so, yeah, exactly. And they, you know, a lot of them will make fantastic dogs pets. Dogs are great, aren't they? And they're oh, so they're dogs smart. Dogs are great. Cats, anyone? Nope, still not. Cats. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. They're, they're not smart. Cats. No, no I, dogs. Johnny keeps it wrong dogs on dogs. Are smart. Like, dogs have gotten over on you because you, your dog is compl- is obviously playing dumb for your benefit to make you feel a okay. bit. Okay, here's, here's just a very, very quick story, yes. right? She sees a squirrel in the garden, right? We have these three big wooden glass doors between says, us and the garden. Squirrel! So she she pelts towards the squirrel, right? Yeah. But she forgets that there's glass, right? And so it hits her head, like a, like a cartoon, right? 
Three minutes later, yep. another squirrel in the garden, exactly, <laughs> exactly the same thing into the That's glass. a goldfish you've got there. <laughs> That's a goldfish in a massive bowl without water. Yes. The bowl's your house. The goldfish looks a bit like a Labrador. Yep. And you've been had over by the pet shop owner. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think, think I'm right in saying in, in a you've house. You've been sold a pup. You've been sold a goldfish. <laughs> I think I might say in a house, cats will always sit where there's negative energy and dogs will always sit See? where there's positive energy. Oh, nice. And isn't it true that if you... That may be wrong. I mean, I don't think I made it up. I... Isn't it true that unfortunately, if you unfortunately pass and you're not noticed, your cat will start to eat you, yeah, well, whereas your you're... dog will try and go and raise the alarm? No, your dog right? will... If you're in an apartment and, and you pass away sadly and it's just you and the dog, the dog will just sit down next to you and very sadly pass away as well uh, from starvation. In the whereas end, uh, the, the cat in the same situation will eat you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there are diabetes dogs that that live with people with type 1 diabetes and they will wake them up in the middle of the night and say, your blood levels are dropping, you need to Come do something. On. Wow. Can we just and, hear it for dogs, please? You know. uh, control a round of applause for all dogs. Right, and if you don't mind, our first ever control room tumbleweed for cats. I love cats. <laughs> Said one person. <laughs> <laughs> um, if cat. cats Charlie could... this is great man uh, when did you come up with the idea how did you come up with the idea for Sammy and the extra hot chilli powder inspired by our dog our lovely set of yeah. poo uh, and, and your our, mate and our friend who can do telepathy with animals ok and what, when did the idea of a security a national security dog come, or homeland security dog come into your I can't remember Chris I think you know these things sometimes just develop as yeah, you yeah, go yeah. along you start with the nugget of an idea yeah and then you get up at four in the morning and drink four cups of coffee. And off you go. And they go, where should we Isn't go? Great. And just go mad and just go more and more mad. And then hopefully your editor takes, you know, most of it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and you get left with something that's sort of viable. Yeah. Uh, somebody's got to get the laundry dirty. Somebody's got to do the ironing. It's as simple as that. Mm. And it all works out in the end. Your last book, uh, Trilogy, did unbelievably well. Are we? Is this the first of three again? Are we going it, for... It is the first of three, yeah. I've actually already written the second one. That's what happened the first time round. Yes, exactly. Isn't exactly, it? Exactly, I know. Are you loving it? Uh, I do love it. I mean, I really do love it. I, I think my mental age is getting younger. I, I, I think if I was a time machine, my time machine broke when I was seven years old because um, that's sort of... Uh, where my mental age is. And I think Sammy is a, for slightly younger readers than Holly, Holly, the Holly series yeah. was. So I've sort of gone the wrong way, if you know what I mean. I, well, I thought it was but, great. I thought it was great, uh, regardless of, of age. And I don't think you're going back in time. I think you've just dropped the notion that we all get to, at that point in our lives, that there is such a thing as a grown-up. And you go, I, there aren't any grown-ups. Exactly. <laughs> they just aren't. It's just a phase you go through when you think you're grown-up. And, I mean, isn't a good book a good book? Does it really matter whether it's written for seven-year-olds or, or, or for 70-year-olds? I mean... Hopes and dreams for the book. Hopes and dreams for Sammy going forward. Uh, I would love it to be like a TV show or a series or something like that. All right. uh, I'd love to see it. So Come Alive 3D. And as a racing man, as a horse racing man, have you heard the brand-new TalkSport trail for Cheltenham? I have. I've just been sitting in <laughs> Alan Brazil's studio with him and he looked a little bit shocked when it was first played to him. Right. <laughs> it's good though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, are you going to Cheltenham? I'm going to go two days probably. Right. Got a netball, netball match on Wednesday. I can't miss that. I didn't I, know you played netball. No, I don't. I'm going to watch my daughter. <laughs> I've turned into King Richard apparently. We were talking about netball um, last night, about the fact that... So we were talking about... Uh, have you heard of Danish long ball? 
No. Noah's, it's a new big thing at Noah's school. Danish, they're playing Danish long ball. He tried to explain it last night. Um, it's all to do, with, you, you can't move when you get the ball. And Tessa said, oh, that's a bit like netball. And I said, yeah, you, she, and then Tessa reminded me, you can't move when you play netball, but you can go from the landing foot to the takeoff foot. That's right. And that's why often in, in um, netball, the, they look like ballerinas handing the ball to someone else because you can lean, can't you, on one yeah, foot? Yeah, you cannot lift your landing foot. You cannot lift your you landing foot. Is that right? It, but you can't lift your landing foot. You so you land. Yeah, and then you've got like three taps. I didn't know that. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> um, so Cheltenham this year doesn't fall on St. Patrick's Day. That's on the Sunday, and Cheltenham finishes on the Friday the 15th. Um, obviously, that's happened before. I can't remember when. Do they always go before Paddy's Day, or do sometimes they go after Paddy's Day? I think they just go roughly the second week in March. And it doesn't matter. And it's, it's whatever it is. <laughs> and you're already wearing green in preparation. Yes. Charlie, thanks for coming on the show. So thank you for having me. It's, it's a great it's, book. It's great to be here with it's you. It's out you. today. And thanks for listening to the show. And thanks for giving us a plug in the, in the Telegraph. Sammy and the Extra Hot Chili Powder. Charlie P. Brooks is out now. It's a brand new trilogy, and it begins with this one, illustrated by Steve May. Uh, fill your boots. It's a cracking read. Hey there, this is the Chris Evans Show with Cinch, who don't just offer great quality cars, but also great quality service with a dedicated customer service team available seven days a week. Plus, there's a Cinch app, as if cinch.co.uk isn't enough. You can browse thousands of cars with the app, filter your searches, and buy your next car in just a few taps. The app is on Google Play and App Store. You can search, shop, and pay for your next car all in the Cinch app. It's so easy, it couldn't be easier. And of course, you get all the same benefits like free home delivery and a 14-day money-back guarantee no questions asked other than where would you like the money sending back try it out download the cinch app today hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince i'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.